0: You guys glad to be here a <laughs> uh, couple things uh, Sunday morning we will continue our studies through the book of Revelation we're going to be looking at uh, the church of Smyrna and um, I think it'll be exciting and we're gonna we're, we're, we're praying about our Wednesday nights right now we um, admittingly we were talking as a staff about how we plan and um, a lot of time and energy goes into our Sunday morning uh, ministries, uh, and not to say that we neglect Wednesday night, but it doesn't get the same amount of uh, attention and planning, and uh, we just kind of maintain as uh, sometimes you can fall in that maintenance mode, and the Lord is uh, really impressed on my heart to um, be more uh, prayed up and to look into the future and, and start seeking the Lord. What, what does he want to do with this uh Middle of the week uh, group that is coming out here. And so uh, we've got some vision. We've been writing some things down. And one of the things he uh, put on our heart is there might be people who just have a real heart for, for Wednesday nights. Uh, we have hundreds of people that come out here uh, on our regular services on Sunday morning. And even on Wednesday nights, you look around, we have a good crowd. Um, but maybe you, you have a heart, you'd say, if, if there was a team that was to take Wednesday nights and, and, and just run with a, a reset, and we're talking about like maybe after Easter, what would that look like? And would you wanna be part of that? And if you do, we're in this new digital era, we have I think a slide up here they're gonna put with a QR code on here right now. There you go, perfect timing. <laughs> Um, And you can just, it'll give you more information. Or maybe that's a sign-up list, I think. And we're just, just, you know, Lord, are you stirring the hearts of just a few of us? Or is there more that would say, you know, something unique. Uh, God is putting something unique in my heart for the middle of the week. And what would that look like? And so um, we're going to be going through the book of Matthew. That's our next book we're going to be going through. We, We felt it was important to hit a gospel again on Wednesday night. We haven't done that. Um, and we're going to be breaking it apart and, and even using different teachers along with myself um, and, and, and just bring in some, some bands and stuff. We've been talking about that, and uh, we will continue to do the, the food thing on the first part of the month. How many of you guys like the food thing? Whatever that... <laughs> well, maybe that's why that part, you know, needs a lot of prayer. Um, but but the, whole, the whole goal of that is to get to get us together and uh, to get us talking and and fellowship and all of that as well. And we want to help new people in our church connect, and that's a big part of it um, as well. So we're excited about that. Uh, But tonight, if uh, you've not been to one of our, what we call just a 242 night, we take it out of um, the book of Acts, chapter 2, verse 42, where the early church was um, really identified as a church that continued in doing uh, certain things, the, the, uh, the apostles' doctrine, the, just the teaching, and we, of course, are a Bible teaching church, um, but they were known for continuing steadfastly in that, and in prayer, uh, in breaking of bread, um, and these things that we do, so tonight we're going to even have communion around the table, uh, although we, we did that for uh, our Sunday morning um, group that gathered. We wanted to offer that again tonight, but um, we felt that was important. So, um, this evening we're going to be looking at uh, our last two Sunday studies as we went through the church, um, the Jesus letter to the church in Ephesus. And of course, he started off that letter with um, recognizing them, recognizing the leadership there, um, letting the church know that he is walking among them or in the midst of them. And then he had commendations for them after giving them You know, commendations, there's that therefore or but or whatever transitional word your scripture or your version of the Bible says. Uh, Nevertheless, I have this against you, and we're going to talk about that tonight in our our table discussions. And we we really feel that on Sunday mornings we're giving a lot of information. Um, Whenever we uh, uh, go through the Bible and and our, our style is expository teaching, um, to, to just really understand what that passage is saying. We're bringing a lot of information, and we know that um, a lot of you have a lot to say. You have questions as well, and, and maybe the Lord has shown you even unique things that possibly weren't brought up in, um, in the study, and you would like to share that with someone. That's what uh, these nights are about. We, we believe that it's important to talk about what the Lord has to say to uh, the church. And so we might be doing this a little bit more as we're going through these uh, churches the next couple of weeks. We thought it was important as we're honing in on that particular part of the book of Revelation. But um, eventually we're going to get to the book of Matthew. And so you might want to read up on that. And um, we're going to focus on what Matthew focuses on. The Gospels, of course, um, all have a... A particular focal point on Jesus, and Matthew's focal point on Jesus is his being a king, and so uh, we're gonna we're gonna theme that out, and we're gonna bring that out through our teachings, and um, so it'd be good to be read up on that and prayed up on that, and we'll see what God does through that um, gospel. So, um, at this particular time, let's pray and ask God to bless our discussions, and we'll get right after it. So Father, we thank you for our time here and for those that you've gathered uh, in-house here and those that would be uh, listening online as well. We thank you for them. And uh, we pray as we open up your word together, Revelation uh, chapter 2, and we look at that first church that you had so much uh, to say to, um, that we would uh, allow you, Holy Spirit, to, to navigate us in our discussions and everything that you would want us as individuals and in marriages and families and uh, as a church to learn. We pray that that would, uh, man, it would just be brought up and, and um, we would leave here uh, with, with further understanding of what you want to say to us in this uh, day in which we find ourselves making up the church. Uh, we do love you and uh, our hearts Um, are open to you. So Holy Spirit, be our teacher and and speak through us and and navigate these uh, conversations to your glory. We pray these things, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. So introduce yourselves and start the conversation. Online audience will be right with you, so stay in tune. Said, yeah, we're good. Okay. Well, again, welcome to our midweek study here at Calvary La Habra. I'll let my, my friends here introduce themselves to you.
1: How's it going? I'm Francel I'm uh, one of the pastors here on staff, uh, administration stuff, and other
0: things. So. <laughs> and I think, welcome. I think you wear a few hats. A few. <laughs>
2: And my name is Ed Leisinga. My wife and I have been attending uh, Calvary here for about two years, and close to three now. And we just really? uh, love this. You're
0: pressing in on three years? We are pressing in what on three years.
2: What do we throw the bars? <laughs> Five. <laughs> Five years. <laughs> we love this church.
0: If you're looking for a church, it's a great place to be. And we love you guys. And we're, we're uh, excited to uh, have you here. And um, you know, one of the things that God has put on my heart um, as we enter the second generation as a church. Yeah. Who would have thunk? Yeah. Yeah. But we are here. But uh, part of that is, um, and I maybe even hinted a bit at that, um, is you're staying fresh. And part of that is, is uh, not getting caught up in, in routines and just getting in a rut. And um, what is it that God wants to do? And, and we want to be part of that. We don't want to dictate to God and say, God, bless something. We want to say, Lord, what is it? Speak to us. Uh, put things in our heart, um, and and part of it is we just look at the body and who's God bringing in and we try to meet the needs of people as we get to know them and uh, I think a, a big part of that moving into what we would say this season is getting uh, people that are newer here involved and giving them opportunities to uh, be heard, uh, use their gifts. Uh, I know you had a history and, and have a history, I guess You want to use it properly? We always have a history with uh, (laughs) Navigators. And maybe share a little bit about that and and just kind of
2: what that was like. Right, so I was on staff with the Navigators for about 25 years. Um, My first assignment was with my late wife. She's gone to be with the Lord. And we were in Siberia a long time ago, back in the mid-90s. And did some ministry in Michigan for a while. She has passed on from cancer. And I remarried my wife, my, cal- my wife that's grew up here in California, and been 12 years, 12 years together. So wow. that was it was a great time with the NAVs. Um, that season has ended, but uh, what I really love about this church and what Lance, you, and Francelle emphasize is the teaching of God's word. That is the in the expo- exposition of it, walking through it. I mean, I've been reading this since I was a kid, and I. Got stuff the last couple Sundays that I was like, "Wow, that was." I mean, God just met me, and it was just a really yeah. good thing for my heart. Amen. Just to to come back to that first love. I know we're going to talk about that yeah. tonight.
0: And it, and it's important too as we uh, find ourselves in the season. We we are a Bible teaching church, and um, <clears throat> it doesn't make us um, special in the sense of one saying we're more um, important to God as a church would uh, maybe hold (laughs) its position. But there's a consistency uh, within churches that teach the Bible I think that um, other churches might not find. And uh, that consistency of giving room for God to speak to us through His Word and that is what He desires to do for individuals and obviously for marriages, families, but as a church And um, we do find ourselves in this day and age um, with, I, I don't know, just more and more people coming here. They're Christians, but they stopped going to church or they transitioned out of a church because for whatever reasons, they felt their church wasn't teaching the Bible anymore. And it wasn't that maybe they stopped having services or whatnot, but the emphasis was no longer on teaching people the Word of God, maybe teaching about the Bible, teaching topics, or maybe even getting away from that. And um, we find ourselves uh, weekly uh, having people come up to us uh, and noting that they appreciate that, that, that part of uh, the body. And it isn't just so much me standing here and doing it on a regular basis, but it's um, something that's permeated through our church. And every ministry has got a teaching component, I would say, uh, to it. And that's, that's huge.
1: Yeah.
0: So, um, that being said, Um, I was really excited to get into the book of Revelation again. Um, Man, I remember as we closed out uh, the end of the year, I forget where I was even teaching. uh, I was in 1 John, and um, we came to uh, maybe the holidays and and, uh, uh, closed out a chapter, and I, I just said something in one of the services along the line of, Okay, where do we go from here? And someone yelled out, "Heaven." <laughs> <laughs> okay, but until then, what what book of the Bible? And, and a bunch of people yelled out, "Revelation, Pastor Lance, right, Revelation." And I, I was so excited because we had been talking a bit about that as well. And um, and so that you know, the first chapter, of course, um, is is so important. It, it it really sets the tone because the book of Revelation is um, in people's minds. They go to the end, the end of time, the end of the book. Um, but it's, it's, it's not so much just that, what God has to say in His word about the end of the age, but it's the revelation of Jesus. And um, the first chapter sets that tone because John sees uh, the exalted king and priest uh, at the throne. And we, we went through that and we, we saw what John saw and we were able to, to talk about um, the character of God through that illustration. And then we moved into chapter 2 which really is the second um, division is what some people would uh, define it as in the book of Revelation. Chapter 1 verse 19 gives you the we call the divine outline. You write these things um, um, which you've seen and that's the risen glorified Savior. These things which are chapters 2 and 3 would have to do to uh, relation to the seven letters that Jesus would write to seven churches. And then uh, um, of course, uh, write these things which are gonna take place after that. And that leaves people kind of scratching their heads. What's that refer to? And by the time we're done going through chapters two and three, we realize, well, it's a letter, not only to seven specific churches, but each of these churches seem to have something unique about them that can apply to a a various um, era in church history. And so one might say chapters 2 and 3 have to do with Jesus having, man, here's my heart and what I want to say to church, church history. So at the end of church history, we pick up in chapter 4 and 5, the church is uh, seen in heaven, and we get into that third portion uh, of the book of Revelation. So getting into chapter 2, I was excited to get into this. I've taught through these churches a few times, and I... um, I approached it this time with, Lord, what do you have to say? Because I believe we're in the end of the age more than ever. Um, I guess it's always truer than ever. Um, But there's so much interest right now in what God has to say about what's happening in our world. Mm -hmm. And I can't think of a better place to start before we get into what He's going to be doing with the world beginning in um, chapter 6. Let's start about... Uh, start with the topic of the church. What does he have to say to the church? And I think when you start to talk to the church, if you want to really get to the heart of the matter, go to the heart of the church. And that's what the the, the first letter to the church in Ephesus does. It goes to the heart of the church where he walks among us and he just asks that question in that sense, really. Um, What about the love thing between me and you, Lance? What about the love thing between Ed, Fransal, the the church, and uh, I think it's so important, guys, and I don't want to miss this, and I'll let you talk. Um, The timing of this is huge. Uh, There are awakenings happening throughout our land, uh, the Jesus Revolution movie, and it would be so easy for people to look at maybe um, the manifestation of a revival and get their eyes on... Uh, what that would look like corporately. But this particular letter brings it down to the heart of the matter between me and Jesus, that big question. um, I got this against you. Will you follow me here, Lance? Uh, You've left your first love. Let's talk about that. What do you think about that? That's how I read this letter. And that's how I uh, tried to present it to um, the church. Um, so I think the other thing that's important is to, to know if you're not familiar with, um, and we like to address the audience that maybe they haven't been following us, but just the city of Ephesus and, and maybe spiritually where they were, was there anything that stood out to you guys as it related to that? And maybe we can bring some sort of connection to, uh, to us today. Um,
2: it's a big city,
0: 250,000
2: people. And the, this was a, a a city dedicated to the goddess diana everything was about this god this goddess and so you have all these christians saying where do we fit well they didn't fit they were really disenfranchised financially socially i mean to use a current word they were canceled right they they did not fit in with everyone else and jesus loves what They were doing in verses um, where he says, um, "I found you. You have found them liars. You have labored. You have patience. uh, You can't bear evil," and he commends them in various tough circumstances they were they were dealing with.
1: You know, talk about uh, second generation Christians and even second generation here at Calvary Chapel La Habra. Um, This is who he's talking to here in in. Uh, Revelation chapter 2 is the second generation uh, Ephesians. And Ephesians, if you want to read on Ephesians, which I did, and it is incredible. So Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 20, and and, and the epistle to the Ephesians. And I, I was very interested in, in the accommodations that were given to them in these areas. And um, I'm looking at myself as uh, close to a first-generation um, Calvary Chapel guy. And I'm not looking at the second generation. I, I'm looking at what did they teach? And so if you look at the accommodation the, the, the accommodations that were given to the, the first generation, they were told um, by Paul in Acts chapter 20 to look out for those that are liars. like look out for wolves. okay They did that. Right on. They, they 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 got that. They passed that on. Then you go to the book of Ephesians in chapter one, Paul prays that they would have knowledge. Hmm. They would have strength. Hmm. They did that. They have knowledge, they have hmm. strength. And then in chapter three he prays again for that strength. And you're like, hey, I don't want to be too hard on these second generation Christians because the first generation, they missed it. It said, the knowledge of Christ. That's where they. they I was looking at. It. They missed that. They 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 had the strength. You talked about you. Can you? I can't imagine. Right. We we just talked about the Jesus Revolution. If you don't know our history, people come and say, Hey, I came from Costa Mesa, right? <laughs> This is the church of Ephesus. Yeah. Paul, That's right. Timothy, John, Onesimus. Like there was strength there. If you wanted to brag about, about a church <laughs> that you, you came from, like that is amazing. Exactly. But yet they missed it. And everything they were asked to do, they did it. But I, I, I was just thinking back of like, I, I'm in, as as I look at this, I'm looking at myself right where it's telling us remember so have I missed it what am I passing on to people here is it this church piety is it like you know or is it simply about Jesus Mm. is is it about him what am I passing on to people now that we've had some tenure behind us what what are we passing on and these guys obviously and and we want to pass those things on because Jesus commends them like Mm. You should do that. But the verse I thought about was, was, was Matthew twenty three twenty three when he's talking to the Pharisees. And he's talking about, you do all these things, but you, you forget the weightier parts of the law. And that's what he's saying here. You, you're forgetting the, the most important part of love and mercy, which for here is you're forgetting the love of Jesus. And in your relationship with him, that was also part of Paul's prayer. To be strengthened and have a knowledge of Christ, and so when I look at that, I, I'm 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 looking right that three R's. I'm looking to remember where I started, and repent of any of these things that I'm passing on, that are not. Because when I, I didn't come to Christ because of, because of uh, some some hierarchy, I came to Christ because of the love of God.
2: That fervency. That that's that that, fervency.
1: That, that's what drew me to the that's Lord, right. not. Not hey, what what does it look like here? You know, like hey, what's your, what's your government? You know, I, here at church government. I <laughs> I always like I brag about like I came here because we were going to Costa Mesa and after Costa Mesa we were going to um, hometown buffet. I wow. said that's how I, I just found it because it was closer. I had no knowledge
0: of, of <laughs> like hey, church. My hometown buffet. You mean yeah. yeah. it's ten minutes away. You gotta but,
1: go there. Yeah. But I so if I look at that and, and we, that's how the Lord brought us here. But what, what, what drew us here was the love of God that we saw here. And so I want to return back to that. Mm. I don't want to, I, I want to make sure that's also what I'm passing on to this next generation. And if, and if I passed on anything, I didn't repent. Anything other than that. And that's what I'm looking at it like, not only like, hey, second generation. How about mm. first generation? What, what are sure. we passing on sure. to people? What's the flavor is it the flavor of Christ, and that's that's why I look at that. And I, I it's very fascinating that they did well in all their checklists, <laughs> because we we're right. we're except, good at checklists except, except right it, the, the, yeah. the, the the issue of the heart yes that yeah. that is that that is not a checklist that is oh. that that is that is a, a, a lifelong endeavor.
2: When Lance was speaking on Sunday, I wrote, basically off, off what he was saying. This slip, this wayward, we 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 drift. It happens when you go through trials and go to other things mm. instead of Him. Mm-hmm. In fact, I think he, and I wrote, we take it out on the Lord and it, instead of taking it to the Lord, and <laughs> my. Am I going to do what I have to do? Let's see. Am I, going, am I doing what I need to have my first love grow? Am I, am I doing the things, practicing the things that I, and am I understanding who he is? Love and, love and labor and perseverance are not enough. Jesus wouldn't have it. He wouldn't leave them alone. He wouldn't, oh, okay, you guys are good enough. No, he wouldn't mm-hmm. leave them. He doesn't leave me alone. He yeah. doesn't leave me Sunday morning. He didn't leave me alone. He's been bugging me all week in a very good way. <laughs> he wouldn't leave me alone. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I think uh, it's important as well if you, if you uh, um, you know, we, we want the church to, uh, well, we want, we want it to be what the head has designed it to be. That's why I love going through the book of Acts. I'm like, where are we in line? Where are we out of line? Let's get back in line. Uh, but in, um, in Acts chapter 18, uh, that's where Paul, it, it doesn't say much about it. It just says, he's on a second missionary journey, and he goes to Ephesus, and there was now a church. Not much detail about that. But you get into chapter 19, um, the next missionary journey, and it talks about how everyone... In the region, I have it here, 1910, all who dwelt in Asia heard the word of the Lord Jesus, both Jews and Greeks. And so it's just interesting that it's, there's just a focal point on the word of God, the word of Jesus and God honored that, God grew that. We have that in our history. Um, there is no doubt in my mind, I think most churches that go wayward started right. I I don't think you you gather too many people in your living room. You can gather them with a good meal a few times. But then if you start (laughs) to say some stuff that doesn't line up with God's Word, you're like, yeah, you know, I can get that anywhere. So I, I believe most works, they start out right. Let's pray. They turn to God. Let's open His Word. They read the Word of God. And then it's amazing because it's about God and then God begins to bless, and all of a sudden, as Christians, we get our eyes off of the very things that God honors. And they're good things, but they're not the most important things. And its I would just say it this much. I, if, to be just bluntly honest, every church has this in their history. There's there's seasons where you've got it right, and you're in line, and, and your heart is right, and, the people's heart, their heart is right. And then there's seasons where you're struggling to get everybody to focal uh, to have the same focal point on Christ. And that could be our own doing at times. Yep. We we can get so good at doing Easter, we just do what we did last year and we do <laughs> Easter good, you know. And we could we could replicate these things and it's not A movement of the Holy Spirit in our hearts and and, and amongst us because He's the focal point. And um, I'm just so glad that we are at this season, and, and I would say that that is what most people are saying about the work here. Another thing that people are saying that is important, and I'm not bragging up our church, I'm trying to make a point of what's right about a church. We're, what's right about us in our relationship with God and and it is perspective it is the greater thing it's our focus on him and we'll get to the whole first love thing but uh, I, ha- I had a guy uh, last Thursday we were we were done here and you guys we just waited on the Lord at the end of the service and, and the Lord just met us in a very unique way and the text just came across um, and and if you're listening my brother to thank you but um, I love how we are so genuine with God. Like it's a genuine work of God in our midst. And I was talking to him later and I'm like, well, isn't that what it's about? We, we want to see people encounter That's right. Jesus That's right. and learn to walk with, with Jesus. So, um, yeah, the point I was trying to make in that, in that first study is that the Lord wouldn't have it. He's like, look, yep. these are good things. They might even be... Great things and necessary things. But when that becomes the focal point, and it must have been, or he wouldn't have said, eh, you're in trouble. And um, he just loves us enough to speak to whatever it is that we would be giving our affections over to rather than um, him. I liked the, uh, um, I thought about this as well. I'm like, hey, each of these churches he's addressing um, hey, and, and to the angel of the church of, and, and there's all kinds of different views on that, but the bottom line is messenger, the word um, anglos there, messenger, um, and, and some have these lofty ideas about certain angels, whatnot, bringing the message, whatever, but it's, I believe the focal point is on the pastor or the, the, the church leadership there, um, and I believe it starts there, you know, Leadership is, is, is what we talk about this. It's we lead either by dominance or by influence, and in, um, the right way is through influence. And uh, judgment should begin in the house of the Lord, but it should begin with um, those that lead in the house of the Lord. And so I took that to heart as well like, okay, man, start with me and uh, peel me back. Uh, this isn't me saying you guys, this is us in the conversation. I felt that was important. I felt it was important to, to really picture what he was wanting us to know. Like, I'm walking, not standing, but I'm walking in the midst of you. And it's the picture. What does that symbolize? I put in the questions tonight. and that, that he, There's no part of us he doesn't see. That which is praiseworthy he sees, he, he mentions it. And then, of course, that which he would not praise and want corrected he sees. And, and so I think that, that's an important picture um, as well. Uh, and, and then holding the stars, I think that's important, um, or the messengers of the churches in the right hand, that the church is absolutely His. We need leaders in the body of Christ here and abroad that absolutely believe this is His and treat it that way. Um, the church, the body needs that. They deserve that, yes. to have God-fearing leaders, leaders. Um, Who are 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 mindful of that, and and do go about it in a way that you're like, hey, they're treating it as uh, as the Lord, as the Lord's church. So, um, walking in the midst. So um, their their works I put down their labor. They were a they were serving church. They were a sacrificial church. They were patient. They were a steadfast church. And then they they stood for the Lord, but they stood against evil. They abhorred what. what was evil and then they they identified the, the false teachers um, who came along and you know that's a challenging thing to do to call anybody out these days isn't it? Yes <laughs> I don't care if yes. it's um, that isn't just general <clears throat> in society but I think that that, that um, poor quality people can't be told they're wrong or hear mm-hmm. that they're wrong That whatever that is in society that marks part of our Versa- site It's crept into the church. And um, I think that is something that I'm like, man, when they saw something that was out of line, they didn't minimize it. They didn't ignore it. Um, and, and they even hated, it says they hated the deeds of the Nicolaitans. And really, uh, I didn't have time to break that down, but uh, laitan, the, the word comes from laity. It speaks as the body. And the Nikos talks about like a hierarchy. And um, And that's a good thing. It's basically saying they really didn't like, they didn't want a big hat, kiss my ring kind of leadership. They didn't want that. They didn't want dictatorship. Uh, They hated that. And that that might be a real um, statement of of how they viewed the church, how the leaders viewed themselves. That might be a compliment to them as well. Uh, We don't want guys that are walking around here all puffed up and, uh, noses in the air and, and trying to, to rule over the people. He'll talk more about that later on in, in, in addressing the churches. But um, I think that's commendable. That was a thing that, that was uh, commendable uh, as well. So they they um, they did a lot of things that we would look at and go, well, that was good. That was good. What's what's you think? You think okay, give them an A and move on. However they've left their first love. So let's get into that. That's probably the heart of the message and you probably are like, where are we going with this? That's where he went with it. <laughs> so what stood out to you guys when we just said, you know, I have the question here. What is first love? First love is, you know, you,
1: in, in Acts chapter 19, you said that when, when they heard the word, I think it's uh, verse 18, that they came and they confessed. And they mm. and they threw away their magic books, you know. They the repentance, like, you know, um, the first love is like being in front of Christ, and whatever's not His, for the rest of our lives, we need
0: to turn from. Let's give an illustration in 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 our our marriage. So before we were married, we were curious about who we might date, who we might court, and maybe we even dated and courted and. There were other relationships, if you will, before we met our spouse, right? But then there was something that something unique in Lori Pieri, and in your wife's maiden names. <laughs> yes. But there was something unique about them, right? Yes. Unique to yep. any other relationship. Most and and but what made us say no to those things that we used to say yes to? It was we we began to grow in our affection right. towards our wives. Yep. And, th- and they were doing the same to us. Yep. If they like weren't... Single-minded focus, like she's the
2: one for me, I'm the one for her. It's there, was a,
0: there, was a, there was a growing value in our hearts and minds towards that person, wasn't there? Yes. There was a growing appreciation. Yeah. I, I remember talking to a young man one time. He was on the bubble about... Um, um, asking this this girl to marry him, and, and I personally thought it was a good fit and on, and uh, I just had this thought, and I told him, well, okay, let's just say you pass on this. Are you going to be okay if you're walking through the mall in December, and someone else is walking, holding her hand? He goes, oh, no, that can never happen. Well, you better do something about that, and, and sometimes people have a hard time identifying that growing affection, and the the responsibility that comes with that uh, in a relationship uh, with someone they might end up marrying. But that is so true when it comes to our relationship with the Lord. There were things that we used to say yes to, that we valued and appreciated, but it didn't fit into where I'm going in this relationship with, with God. Right. And what I'm beginning to understand that to mean in His Word. And all of a sudden, again, this isn't a legal thing we're talking about. We're talking about a real relationship right. with a living God right. yeah. who can be known, who reveals Himself to us, who can be experienced, who will indwell us yeah. and speak to us in our heart through His Word, through creation, mm-hmm. through His Son. Yeah. Uh, and so, there, there, we, be, we grow affectionately towards Him, the person of Christ. Mm-hmm. And to the life that He's calling us to as well. Yeah. There's a growing love for what His will for our life. There's a growing love for the family yes. of, of
2: God as well. It's like not it's not like I'm denying myself by not doing the things I used to do. It's, it's I'm so much in love with God that I want to do those things. He's that's drawing me to
0: himself. That's yeah. that's the love, right? Yes. So it's not just a word. It's not just an emotion, although there's a word attached to it and emotions with it. There's actions. And like in any other relationship, there is a growth in appreciation, there's a growth in affection, but there's also a growth in understanding Him, who He is. And and, and I'm giving more of my life over to Lori each year I'm married with her. She's giving more of her life over to me. We're giving more of our life over to the Lord the more that we understand who He is. What His will is for our life. I, I, when I look at first love, that's the birth, the birthing, if you will, of all of that. Yes,
1: yes. You know, in, in your analogy of marriage, you know, when you are first married, the expectations you had on your spouse and and your spouse had on you were 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 not as much as the expectations are today. Like we, we've we've grown and we know each other and um but you, again like these other things you should keep doing but it should keep growing i should i should give more of myself right hey, th- those expectations of like these are things that we we know of each other we know that uh, the other desires that needs to grow right and that is returning to the first love of like hey i i want to pursue this i i i want to know right when I wanted to know, when I first came to the Lord, I wanted to know what He wanted for my life. Like, I, to the point, I, I don't know what you want me to do in this area. And so I'm going to run to you. I'm gonna read, I'm gonna pray, I'm gonna wait on you. And th- those are the things that, that dependency is, is, you know, I look at it, that's the first love that I'm, even though I, I still have these things that are good, and that are part of my life, but I still need to be dependent on the Lord. And 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 not on my victories or my knowledge or my wisdom or my tenure or whatever that I think I have. It should be new and fresh and, and, and God allowed God should be allowed to turn things around. You know, I've yeah. I've um, I am comfortable with change. I, I but I, I don't uh, I've learned this from you. Like you, you enjoy. You actually will go and and and, and, and mess in, things
0: up. I'll instigate it.
1: Instigate it. Yeah, I don't do trouble. that. I I, I don't. Trouble, but, trouble. but 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 because you desire a fresh new work. Yeah. I desire, it, but I I don't want to mess up what's there. But if God says mess it up, I, okay, let's do it. <laughs> I, I but I, I do desire that. But some people to to different levels will just allow that in, in their lives, and um, I always yes bring change but i won't do it myself but i was like let the lord do it but um, there are people that don't will fight against even that like any change and and that's first love. let's go back what are things that 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 god would want to do fresh in us personally not not only as a church which he's doing but but it has to start personally and i i believe this is this is what he's telling because he's addressing the leaders like you said. He's addressing them. And I'm in your midst. You leaders, you men that, that have walked in, the, in in this church and had the, the Pauls, the Timothys, the the Johns return back to that and, and, and allow God to stir things up.
0: So the steps, and I'll, I'll throw this one at you, Ed. Uh, the steps, um, you know, when I thought about breaking down the word first love and looked at old studies and stuff and I'm like okay I can look at this from my personal experience in the sense of um, defining it in feelings, the warmth and commitment, the devotion um, in, in practice but then I thought about I thought about this and I wrote it in my notes specifically first love is going back to um, that warmth and that devotion, this is important, that that Christ could embrace. Because oftentimes we're thinking about just on our side. But if I'm loving someone, there should be something about me they're able to embrace. How do you know that Lance loves you, Lori? Right? And so I really went there in my mind, and I, I wanted to, to put it in a, in a question form. But I, anyway, I put it out there in the, in the sense of, what, what could Christ embrace? What could Jesus embrace about me in that, when he first saved me and, and that wonder and, and awe. And, and I'm sure everyone's experience was a little bit different, but then I wanted to go into the practical. Like just between you and me, what is that like? What was that like when I'm worshiping him? And what was my surrender like? And what was my time that I gave him like? And what was, my, what was it like with that hour in the morning I used to give him when he, you know, all of that. But then, in practice, there were things that we did. A loving relationship with Lori wasn't that I just sat there and gave her Google eyes. (laughs) I I mean, I had all kinds of ideas that just overtook me, and how to impress her, and how to win her over, and all of that. And I think for most of us, the timing of the Jesus Revolution movie comes out, and we see it, and, and, and it took us back. I don't care if you experienced that, but it, it the storyline of that, um, they did such a great job of taking you back to your roots of when God was doing something as a Christian. That first real experience, for me being raised in the church, I, I, I remember accepting the Lord at the, maybe the age of five, but really coming to my own. And that first love experience, like, oh, man, that was a junior high. You know, that's where it, it all, all of it connected. But then... Most of us, and I tried to walk through that. What was that like, man? When you couldn't get enough of Him, you're reading, and He's speaking to your heart, and He, you sense His presence so strong, and all of those first worship songs you were learning, and you couldn't get enough of what we're doing tonight. And 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 yeah. I tried to build the list, and I could read body language, I think fairly well in this room, and I think I think I was onto something there. I kept adding to the list because I think hey, people are in agreement with that. We all. We all got there. And when he he starts the the redirect, he didn't say remember. He says, remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. And so it's not just, and I spent time, They remember what that was like, the warmth, the devotion, all of that. But then that's why I wanted to talk about those things that we did, as you said, Mm -hmm. that grew the love, Mm -hmm. that kept it fresh, that matured it. Maybe when we were doing those things, we didn't do it for that purpose. But Mm -hmm. looking back on it, we're like, that's exactly what was growing my love. Mm -hmm. And to those people that are listening online, why don't you guys speak directly to that? Why don't you, maybe someone's out there and they're just dry in their relationship with the Lord. And apply this, you know, just to remember, therefore, from where you have fallen. Let's talk to that person that has known the Lord for a number of years. And it would just say, you know... Uh, to be honest with you right now, mm. uh, my love for Him is not what it should be.
2: Can I take first crack at that? You sure can. Um, this is really kind of just new and fresh for me. And, and a good friend of mine challenged me to... I, when I was with The Navigators, I used to memorize a lot of Scripture. Mm-hmm. And we did a lot of Scripture memory and Scripture meditation. And a friend challenged me to do something a little different, Scripture saturation which is I'll go over a specific verse 50, 75, 100 times a day and just really read that over out Mm. loud. And I'll read today's verse, how it ministered to me today. It's uh, Matthew 6, 34. I'm looking at my phone here, guys, so hang on a second. So then, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Today has enough trouble of its own. And when I did that 50 times, 50 times yesterday morning, 50 times this morning, guys, you know what God said to me, he said, as I was ministering and believing that and believing Him, this, this verse is about anxiety. This verse <laughs> is about, I, I've got to be in control. This isn't right, and this isn't right in my life, and I'm, I don't like that relationship, and that's got to... And I call that practical atheism. I'm saying, no, I'm in control. And this verse is saying, trust me, mm. and do you trust me? Mm. And, and as I'm saturating on this, I'm just sensing, you know what? Trusting is not just like, hey Lance, start trusting. Come on, get with it. Mm. It's like, he's, it's an invitation. God is saying, saturate on my word. Believe me, saturate on my word. Mm. And, and you know what? The feelings start to follow the actions. Mm. And Amen. I've been yeah. germinating on this and it's exciting. That's and good. I feel that's like this is where I was when I was 20, 21, 22, when I first met the Lord a long time ago. And it's exciting. I'm like, I can't wait for tomorrow morning when I have to get up super early and do this again. And, <laughs> and, but that, that's, that's the key. Because if you're dry, I've been there many times, many weeks, many months. So saturate on God's Word. Just read. Start with Matthew 6, 34. Start simple. Mm, yeah, yeah. And especially if you have anxiety, you got to have control issues. Start with God's Word. That's the place. Mm-hmm. You know, um,
1: putting something, like you said, even a good thing before the Lord. Yes. And um, my daughter, if she's probably listening because they're at home, but she's pregnant. You know, she was pregnant. Um, we're all excited to be you grandparents. Said when she was. When she was pregnant. She's not pregnant. When she was <laughs> pregnant. She was eight Correct. months pregnant. I got pregnant. a pregnant daughter. Yeah. So like, okay. it was, <laughs> she was eight months pregnant, and, and she told me, she said, Dad, you know, in my devotions, I realized I'm more excited for the coming of my daughter than the coming of Jesus. She said, I want to repent of that. And she's sitting there telling me, and I'm, and I'm like, so am I.
0: I need to repent
1: of that. Like, you know, I need to be more excited. That's great. And, and I, I just yeah, love I, that. But the, yeah. but she was honest. And, like, she has, she's the one pregnant. I'm like, oh my goodness, like I can't even speak to that because I am I need to repent as well because I am excited to meet my granddaughter and those things and Jesus tells us like we in comparison to our love for Christ, everything should be almost look yep. as hate. He doesn't tell us to hate our family but he says in comparison to the love and th- those are hard words that Jesus tells us that. He says like but he's our love for him should be first and primary, you mm. know. Um, there was a gentleman here that uh, lost his wife, and um, asked him, "How are you doing?" And he's here, and he said, "My number two went home, but my number one is alive and well." And Amen. I was like, "Oh, I, it was it was hard. I was wow, hard. It was hard. That. It was hard to hear that." But that's but, good. That's, yeah, that's, but great. that's that's where it will take you to like yeah. nothing yeah. Will, 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 will shock us to the point where our faith is shaken, right. where anxiety would come in yes. if, if Jesus is first in our that's life. Right. And th- that's the returning back and, and just ma- making time. And, and it's not this hyper spiritual thing. It really is no, a practical thing not, like Ed was talking about. I- if I'm gonna spend time with anybody, it needs to be on my calendar. Right. It's okay to say, right. I'm going to make time. It's not, oh, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wake up and feel, I don't know, when I wake up, I, there's a lot of things I feel. <laughs> but it's not, oh, you know, but what do I need to do? Right. What do exactly. I need to do in the my discipline. day? Yeah. discipline. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the three Ds that you talked about. You didn't hear that. You know, we, we got to have a desire. You know, and then after that desire, we have the determination to make that desire happen. Yeah. And then we need to have a discipline... To continue doing this that desire and 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 that discipline is is like the, you know the three R's the repeating of all that we need to repeat that determination That's and that right. desire right. or else it will wane on us That's right. and That's right. he wants to speak freshly to us every day
2: Amen. Amen
0: yeah the word repent uh, the metaneo in the Greek the uh, The idea behind it, oftentimes we talk about it in terms of, well, it means a 180-degree turn, which it does, but we focus on um, the action of it. So you were doing this. It's seen as sinful. No longer do it. But um, when I was looking at that particular word, it focused more on the attitude. And, and, And it's interesting because... If someone comes and talks to you and says, Lance, and I, I think I talked to this on Sunday morning, I had a little section, no one likes to be questioned about their love for someone they're supposed to be loving. None <laughs> of us like that. And it hit me even on prepping for this Sunday. I go, hey, I'm actually throwing a question out there no one likes to answer. But,
2: Yikes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's,
0: a, it's a, come on church, let's go
2: there.
0: I got to answer it too. But it, it, we're called into question. And I felt it was interesting when, I looked at that that it wasn't just, hey, get busy to doing those works. No, first, in your heart and mind, it's a change of attitude. It's a change of your heart and your mind. That's what the word about Naomi. And, and, and so if you were hearing that in the Greek, if we were just to kind of talk to someone, it would be, um, the Lord has revealed something to me, to, to you, to us, where it's so dear to him. And it's a hard issue. He's questioning our love for him. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm not as fervent as I should be. I'm not as devout as I should be. I'm not, whatever. Whatever the Lord I was, please let the Lord take you there. And I gave illustration last Wednesday night to John 21 of Jesus questioning John on that very thing. Peter. Uh, or Peter in, in John's, thank you, John's gospel questioning Peter. Um, and... And that's a that's a great question. But then, okay, now that I agree with him, yeah, that's good. I I need to I need to get something right between me and you, Lord, what do I do? And he doesn't give us this long list of things to do. He starts with, in your heart, in your mind, I want you to I want you to change how you look at me. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I want you to change.
0: That's right. There has to be change, that's and that's right. what I believe you were saying when exactly. you you're, you're getting the word, it, whatever wherever the Lord's taking you, He wants right. to speak to you. That's right. He wants to speak to your heart, exactly. and alter what's wrong and make it right. Yeah. So it's an attitude. It's transformation. It's an attitude. It's a work of the Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Holy Spirit working through the Word, yeah. and so. We just and, need and a willingness, we, willingness I, I was going to say, we need to start with agreeing
2: <laughs> <Yes>.
0: <laughs> you're right yeah that's what yes. confession is it's agreeing with God yes. and um, I think I walked through that as we talked about repentance as well as it begins with there's some stuff here, man. get it out, confess it to him he's going to show you, and we had some time to pray and if that's you listening online and, and, and you're starting to realize, hey man, this is me, um, that's what repentance would be. it would be uh, agreeing with God about the things he's showing you that are not right regarding your love for Jesus yeah. and then um, confess that. In your heart and mind, there needs to be that change, that transformation needs to take place. And um, I believe that's what, what Jesus was doing with Peter uh, in asking him three times, do you love me? Absolutely. And, and Peter was honest, right? That's I phileo, true. I don't Yeah. agape, unconditionally love you. And um, that honesty, that confession is something that Jesus could work with. So we want to hold back and pretend like, oh, this is everyone else's problem and not my problem. Yeah. We have a bigger problem. We have a bigger problem. But that's, that's what I liked about that. And then so the repentance and then do the first works. Let's talk about that. I'll let you run with that first, Ed.
2: Yeah. So, to, so um, give me just a little more
0: runway to, to do the first works. So we repent, so it's the three R's. Yep. So, right. so we remember repent, remember, repent, and then we repeat. We go back to doing those things that fostered the yeah. love and grew the love and matured right. the love. Yeah. So maybe right. some practical advice in that role. That Again,
2: one. I'm going to sound kind of like a broken record, but it is time in the Word. And, and for me, it's this uh, practice of scripture saturation where I'm allowing God to really penetrate my heart with a verse. And, um, but that's also bolstered by time here. Um, God gave us a small group of people that we're meeting with um, It through Calvary. We just kind of, fellowship. five or six, five, fellowship, five yeah. or six couples have just coalesced. That My wife who grew up here kind of knew these folks. And, and so that's been key, but again, it's, and then having fellowship and conversation with people not just about the weather or how, what the Rams are doing or the Lakers but it's like really talking about y- what God is doing in your life and what you're struggling with mm-hmm. and what what are your areas of yeah I, I want to grow here or um, this is exciting these new things in my life so yeah huge Yeah,
1: you know for, for me doing the first works I remember um, first coming to the Lord I didn't read my Bible for anybody else I read it for me And, um, you know, that's when I, I really thought through that, like, you know, I, I can't, I don't want to think about anybody else. I want to think about me and the Lord and what does he want to do in me? I remember when first got saved and my, my wife was, what is the Lord speaking to you? And I was, I was kind of frustrated. I was like, you know, he keeps on just, he's bringing this up and this up and, (laughs) and like, and she looks at me and says, the God of the universe is speaking to you and you're upset about what he's saying. And I just remember, oh, my goodness, you're right. Because he, he, he was speaking very clearly to me. And I, and I was like, I don't care what you say. Just keep on talking. And, and going back to that and just really like me and him, me and him. And, and, and there is time to study and prepare for things, but there also needs to be time for me and him. And, and what, what does he want to do? in my life and change in my life because I'm not done until I go home. <laughs> and and I have to remember that and say, hey, when my first works, I believed I had a lot of work to be done. <laughs> I believe that. Like there's still a lot in me. And so um, do, 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 do I go to him with that same heart of like, hey, Lord, speak openly to me because Jesus is speaking openly here. He's speaking to them like, hey, you've fallen. And, and I can't be afraid, like saying like that word, repent. It doesn't matter if it's one degree or two degrees. I, I, I need to switch it. And I, I, I need, I can't be afraid like, oh, how long you know have you walked with the Lord? It doesn't matter. What, whatever is not pleasing to him, whatever's not in line with, with me just loving him, or, or anything that would get in front of him, I didn't repent of that.
2: Can hey, I trust hey, hey. God to let me know what He thinks is optimal for my life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. He has an optimal life, I think, for me to live, that's and how, yeah. I want to, I want to drive at that. Yeah. It, it's not a should or have to. It's like th- that's what He wants for me, and and He wants so much more than yeah. even the way I'm currently living. So.
0: I think for me, just uh, one one thought comes to mind is quality time. Uh, Lori and I really, we're best friends in the sense of uh, it's a good quality in our marriage and we both value our friendship. Um, And uh, there's just regular routine time. I enjoy it. I I enjoy when she's home more than when she's not home. Mm, I enjoy driving with her rather than driving, that is how I'm wired. I don't know if she feels the same way to that extent, but I do. I, I feel complete when I'm around. And I get lost without her, so <laughs> that helps, helps a lot. Lori, the map. She helped me match my clothes when I dress. But, but that time is different than purposeful quality time that I set aside to um, grow our love. There's this regular routine, and then there's like, we need to go on a date. We need to do nothing tonight but just be Lance and Lori. No one else around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we're, we're in the- You're not people.
2: pastor at that moment, you're no, Lance no, and Lori. No, That's right.
0: And, and what's true for marriage is true for our, our, our relationship with the Lord. And I have had seasons where I've been, uh, uh, I've, I've done well with, with prioritizing time and then I would say more seasons where I've not done good at prioritizing time, and what I mean by that is, um, I become more more Martha-like than Mary, and it's just that's I have a propensity to that. That's my weakness. Mm-hmm. I, I I do love the Lord, but I also love the body of Christ, and I love sure. watching Him work in others, and sometimes I can become a little bit more enamored with the work He's doing in their life than sure. the. Work he's doing in my life. Yeah, Just the sitting it. at his feet. Just sitting at his feet yeah. And, yeah. and giving him that quality time. And so for me, just practically, I, I share this with our church. Um, I need new. I, I have worship genres. My newest one is fresh with Jesus. I just was like, okay, I'm going to teach this. I'm going to do everything to do this. And so new new, new areas of Scripture. I do spend a lot of time in the Word, prepping for other people. And and And, and there are times when I'm like, okay, enough. What's this for me? <laughs> you know, it's like, and I, I'm the <laughs> yes. yellow. All the yellow post-its are me, and everything <laughs> in the tablets for everyone else. <laughs> but it—it's it, the fresh worship. It's the—it's the. I don't need Lori in the car right now, Lance. I want him to. I, I want to be with you right now. And it's growing those—the um, quality time with the Lord, whatever that is. Uh, changing up when I pray. Uh, changing up where I write my prayer request. Um, trying to keep it fresh. And I'm in a season yeah. in life right now where I'm trying to pace myself. Mm-hmm. And I found myself even fixated on how do I pace myself? And the Lord's like, no, just give me time. I'll pace you. you know, <laughs> Prioritize me. Give me this chunk. Yeah, prioritize me. <laughs> I got it. The and I do think clearer mm-hmm. and i way more orderly, I must say, when I'm giving him the first fruits of my time. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. And I enjoy him so much more when I give him the first uh, of my day and the first of my yes I can relate to
2: that it, if I tell myself hey I'm going to have whatever you call it devotions or quiet time whatever the term is if you try to put that off it can be done but if you're not given the first hour that first yeah. it gets tough man yeah. you're mentally you yeah. start bouncing oh I'll do it at noon or I'll do it at and you know well, what then noon noon gets swallowed it's up relegated and you lose it
0: to the list and that's the thing too I want that to be too. careful of but I always tell people you yeah. know uh, keep it mix it up Obviously, whatever works for you as far as quality time with the Lord, but keep it fresh, whatever it takes to, to keep it fresh. And, and there's just something about what we're doing here on a regular basis. There's something about being in fellowship. I, I, you know, I do a lot of teaching, but I don't think I, I leave here much where I don't take a several nuggets away from conversations yeah. that I need. Yeah. And, and I, I, that's why I like to, to, to linger and talk to people. I, I, I receive so much, and yeah. the Lord speaks to me through others in conversation so lastly let's get to this part of it um, where uh, he uh, says do this or else i will come to you quickly and remove your lampstand from its place unless you repent so anybody want to hit that one out in left field left center
1: you know you talk specifically about the church of ephesus it's no longer there and so, um, I'm sure they repented for a season, but then they they, they they fell into something because that light's no longer there, and that's that's a warning to us. And and um, I want to have light come from me. That's that's the whole purpose, you know. And um, you know, I want the spiritual paycheck of blessing my heavenly Father. I I want that you know, having four kids, having a granddad. Like, there was nothing more when my kids were younger. They didn't need money, they didn't need, they needed a dad to say, good job. And I want that, I want that for my Heavenly Father. I want him to say, good job. I want to get to, you know, Matthew 25, when I go before him, well done, good and faithful servant. I won't do that if, if I don't follow these, this warning. I want to have light come through my life and, and that takes, He shows you here, repentance. It takes repentance in my life. It, 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 it takes constantly refreshing my love for the Lord to, to, to be there and you know, again, you, Eugene Peterson has this book that says, you know, a long direction in the same road. <laughs> it, 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 that's our walk. And that road is is to the cross constantly. But um, it is a wonderful road. It is a blessed road. And, um, and those blessings I'm going to talk about are, are, are 90% spiritual. <laughs> the yep. the yep. peace with the Lord yep. in every trial, the, 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 the joy of the Lord to be our strength. And so, I'm not talking the physical part of it. Like, we all have to go through this physical life.
0: (laughs) Let me add one thing, and then I'm going to have you close this out. Um, The new guy is going to close this out. It's going to be great. Uh, I think it's important as you go through these letters to the church that you um, look at them through the lens of what is this saying to the church generally over church history, the period of... What is it saying to our church, whatever church you go to? And then, what is this saying to you personally? Um, Let me break it down this way. I believe the Lord uh, has a perfect will for our life, and I believe as well that there is a... uh... Well, Lance, if you want to do it your way, have at it. Your choice. Mm -hmm. And we have all seen people platform themselves, right? But the question is, how does does Jesus platform us? So don't look at so much the lampstand as the church. Look at the lampstand as you, and you 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 are a light bearer. The ministry that God has given you, the gifts that God has given you, and the platform he's given you, 1 Corinthians 12, 18, whatever that is, he's placed you in the body. What is that? And could he say, look, I've given you that, but unless you make it about me, it's not about me that's not my platform so I'm going to give you a, a simple picture. I believe we um, I'd say it this way, I believe that we are platformed by by Jesus when we platform him in our heart and when we when we like the love thing is not there. It's not about Him. We're not growing in our love for Him. We're not platforming Him in our heart. And the next thing you know, we're on our own platform, if you will. And I believe that's what he's saying here. It's a strong warning. If you want to platform me, let me minister through you. You, Lance, need to platform me in your heart. And and I know where that happens, and I know how that happens, and I know where I, I kind of move over, Lord, uh, in those seasons as well. So, uh, strong warning, but the promise is to anybody who overcomes this. You know, you hear it, you heed him. Um, there's the promise of eating from the tree of life, which is just a picture of eternity. And he's like, this, this thing, this loving relationship thing that's growing will continue on into eternity. That's the picture of that. So. Um, as we close out here, thank you for joining us. And uh, we're going to let Ed, there might be people out there, Ed, that, um, well, they don't know the Lord. And um, you can you can give an invitation to them and, and close out in a, a word of prayer and just short little couple of minutes here, let them know what it means to accept the Lord Absolutely. and lead them in a prayer. And uh... So,
2: you know, as you're with us tonight, and if you haven't met the Lord personally or you're really you're sensing that tug on your heart that God is asking you to recommit to him pray with me Father God in heaven I understand that I need you I understand that me driving my own car driving my own bus running my own life is not a good idea and Lord I need you Lord, I also confess that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes to the Father but through him. Father God, I pray to your Holy Spirit that you would enter my life, that I I do confess to you now that you died for my sins, and that I need you in every way possible. And Lord, I trust that you will begin changing me tonight and Lord God I thank you for forgiving my sins and giving me this great opportunity to lay my life before you in Jesus name I pray Amen.
0: Amen. amen. Thank you for that. If uh, you've prayed that prayer you have any any questions at all like to have uh, information on our church Uh, you got questions about the study we would like to talk to anybody here in our leadership um, we would love to talk to you. We'd love to hear feedback from you as well. You can leave us some notes on Facebook, email us. Uh, how can they get a hold of us or email us, Francel?
1: You can email us at infocalvarylh.org or you could, you could text us on our church number or call us, 714-446-6222. We'd love to hear from you.
0: We also have a great resource, our church app, and you can go to the app store and type in CCLH you'll see a really cool logo that was designed by one of our daughters and it's a palm tree. And um, just click on that and um, it's... All of our studies are on there, yes. all of our events are on there. Uh, and uh, you know, if, if uh, you're looking for a church and maybe you're not in our area, we have a lot of listeners outside of our area as well, um, we would just encourage you to find a good Bible teaching church. Uh, if you're having a hard time with that, feel free, call the church office. We can do some research in the area as well. Um, in addition, we are, we're starting these little watch groups yes. for people that are online. Why don't you talk a little bit about that as well?
1: Yeah, we have some watch groups that we're starting up in different areas, different states, and we're going to have that very soon on our website where you could click that and if you're, if you're close, you could join them in their home as they would watch our services and um, have fellowship.
0: Okay. So. so there is some great news about the great exodus out of California. People are going out there and actually opening up their homes and tuning in. And uh, so the word of God from this platform is being spread Amen. by people that have ran from California because the Lord has called them out of California. Anyway, we love you all. Thanks for joining us, Ed. Thank you so much. Thank uh, you, Lance. Meade is going to close us out in a song of worship. Love you guys. Sunday morning. We'll see you.